Hi everyone, welcome back. It's episode 113 of Bucks UK TV. Uh, now the Bucks are playing the San Francisco 49ers. They're six and three. They destroyed the Jaguars last week, 34 to three. Um, Stuart, let's start with you. How good are the 49ers right now? Um, worryingly good. You know, I think um, if we'd have been playing them a couple of weeks ago, be different, but you know, it just seems that, that those three weeks might have been a blip and they just went straight back into the possibly the best team in the NFL at the moment. It, it's it's disconcerting that their, their offense is so good and their defense, and they're just right. on the back of a massive win, yeah, yeah. Graham, so let's let's. I mean, we, I think the names are on the on the offensive side of the ball, although they are loaded both yeah. sides. Um, you know, I guess who do we have to worry about the 49ers, or do we have to worry about everybody? I think it's one of those games, isn't it? If if, if McCaffrey doesn't play well, you've got Samuel, you've got you know Purdy's playing so well. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a kind of spectacular kind of quarterback. I always think, but he does the little things really, really well. Very, very solid. But again. Looking at their split last week was almost split 50-50 in terms of rushes rushes and passing plays. It was 30 to 28, I think. Um, it, the difference between their running game and our running game was they went for about 150 or 160 yards and we went for about 75. Yeah. So it just shows what a difference a, a running game will make for you, you know. And that they're so, I mean, McCaffrey... When McCaffrey went there, I thought, well, he, he he misses a lot of games through injury, or he did when he was at Carolina, but he seems to be pretty solid now. He's he's, he's playing every week, and he's. I think uh, McCaffrey probably had uh, Barry Sanders syndrome. I think he was fed up of carrying the team. That was enough to get anyone down. But here, I mean, he's got a stud offensive line in front of him. Uh, I think, I mean, Trent Williams in particular, I've got a lot of time for at left tackle. Um, but yeah, the, the push off the line. If you look at it, half the time he's getting the ball. He's not. He's not getting contact until he's in positive yardage. Yeah, I know. It's it's difficult. He's he's uh, ninety five yards rushing and forty seven receiving. That's just a very average week for him from yeah. last weekend. Yeah. So uh, going to be difficult. I think it, and it'll come back down to what it always comes down to. What what we can do up on the defensive line. That's what it's the, the whole game's just going to hinge on the defensive line. Can they stop? McCaffrey and can they get to, to Brock Purdy? That, that's good. So in the in the trenches then, David, what do you have to do to stop Christian McCaffrey? You just have to, you know, really go in hard and stuff. <laughs> I don't I think mean, we can shoot really him really round, round the bomb. <laughs> was it, you know, although they had a convincing win, wasn't it, this weekend? His first game without a touchdown in something like 34 games or something ridiculous. So, I mean, you know he's going to come back with a vengeance this week, which is really worrying. And, of course, even if you do stuff it and block him as much as you can, you've still got Kittle to deal with over here. So, um, yeah, it's a frightening offence, isn't it? I think, you know, just following on from last week's game, I just think we go out all-out attack on defence and see what happens. I'm yeah. not sure that there's any other way. I think we've proved that if we try and contain and try and cover in the backfield, we'll just get ripped to pieces. So let's just go all out and go for them. I'm so not we sure. We need to get the pressure on. So, Stuart, then that, that means um, that Brock Purdy is going to be looking for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's going to be looking for Debo Samuel. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I think the, uh, the the depth isn't looking bad either. I think, you know, uh, as you say, McCaffrey uh, in the backfield can also come out and take passes as well. 
how how dangerous do we have to feel about this this passing attack? Very. You know, there's there's no two ways about it. It's just we need to be on our top game defensively. You know, to to stand any chance. And I think offensive as well. With with this season, we've had so many three and outs, and we're we're getting the defense back on the pitch too quickly. And if we don't keep them off the pitch, I, I think that, that they'll destroy us if, if the defence is on there too long. You know, it's got to be, you know, give them a bit of time to recover because it's going to be non-stop. And if, you know, if we if they're too on too long, it will just be over. So that we... Yeah, I think well, it's well, fair, well, one of the sorry, one of the different one of the really difficult things with, with the 49ers as well is the different looks you're getting because you've got two guys, McCaffrey and Samuel, who can rush and mm. receive and trying to figure out what place coming up. I mean, I don't know how you manage that. No idea. It's a great character. Man. I think that's part of the allure is as you said earlier, Graham, I think Brock Purdy, he's not the, the second coming of Joe Montana. <laughs> But year in, year out, the 49ers have had, you know, don't get me wrong, above average quarterbacks coming through the stable. But they just seem to have a system or, an, or a mentality that just gets the very, very best out of their quarterbacks. Um, and I think Brock Purdy, in my mind, is, is a similar. I think, you know, it, again, we don't know the plays that are being called and what the reads are, but it looks like he's been given a limited number of choices, but dynamic choices, like you say. So it, it can whether it's a, a run pass option or it's a look in the look for the Debo and then if not hit, head down to Christian McCaffrey, but kind of a very straightforward but effective set of choices, which I think makes Brock Purdy not have to be too too flappable. Um, yeah. I think he's looked quite composed. Yeah, yes, he has. And in fact, we played him. I think, I think it was his first start mm. when when he played again one of our mm. other fantastic performances against a, a debut quarterback, and he, he ripped us apart that day. And it was, it was dead simple stuff, dead dead simple. And he's really good. You know, obviously he's he's, he's good at it. And it's, it's horses for courses. He, he fits into that system absolutely perfectly. And they probably have manipulated the system to suit him to an extent, which they can do when they have the versatility in offence and an offensive line that they have. That's such a good side. And I think All it's right. also the fact that he's two he's got two huge options out there. I mean these aren't your standard sort of six foot guys. I mean Kittle and McCaffrey between them, they are monsters. They can go and fight for that ball and they stand above everybody and pick it out. It makes it a much bigger target for him to try and hit. Yeah, I think Kit was clearly bitter that Kelsey's getting all of the uh, media coverage, so <laughs> he's he's going to be uh, ramped up for it. Let's switch to the other side of the ball. Um, I think um, looking at the the Forty Niners defense, in my mind, the strength is on the defensive line. I think, um, and obviously, when we're talking about balance and rushing the ball. Uh, Stuart, I mean that's that. It's not going to be an easy day for us to rush the ball. I I think. No, no. I mean they've they've just made their defense stronger, haven't they? In in the recent you know trade deadline with, with, with Trey Young. So I just think everyone's going to need to be on their their top game, no matter what position. You know, everyone's got to you know have that great game. We won't do you, do you think we have to run towards Chase Young, thinking that's the point of attack and we can block him, or should we run away from him into the <laughs> arms of Nick Bosa? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Flip a coin. 
<laughs> okay, heads or tails? Heads you lose, like tails we, we don't win. We'd like to see yeah. a few wrinkles thrown in, though. Let's see something a little bit different. But um, we're, we're up against the number three ranked pa- uh, rush defence. Mm. <laughs> and we are, I think, ranked about 31 in run. But I mean, it comes back to that, you know, you were saying, Graham, how important it is to have that balance. I, I guess if we, if we, for example, maybe get a score or two behind, which let's be honest, probably isn't inconceivable. Um, you know, at what point do you have to think, actually, we just need to chuck it now? No, it's very, very quickly. And that was what happened the last time we went two or three touchdowns behind within, I think, just into the second quarter. We were we were 20 points behind and we just had to throw, just chucking the ball down the field mm-hmm. the rest of the game to try and catch up, which just makes matters worse. So, yeah, it's going to be vital. We'll have to stay in the game for as long as we can. And we'll have to try and make the running game work to an extent to give Mayfield an opportunity to try and find try and find 13 and 14 downfield. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And, and David, we didn't so much talk a great deal about um, Baker last time. But I think for me, obviously, the, the low light, low low light, yeah, the, not the highlight, the low light, unsurprisingly, was that interception. And I, I don't begrudge Baker throwing an interception last week but what what kind of the fact that he lasered on it was only ever going to that one player and I'm not sure if it was triple or quadruple coverage coverage. yeah to the smallest receiver we had on the field yeah I mean sometimes his decision making isn't great but thankfully they're few and far between I mean he's Mm. not James Winston is he so um you know he's trying to push it a little bit and you know got carried away he does miss the open receivers from time to time and I think he's going to be really rushed this weekend um and I I look back and I watched the, the 49ers game um today and Trevor Lawrence all his positive play was from screen passes Drop him in, get him close, and then just dip it over the top. Mm-hmm. And that's where they made all their positive yardage at the weekend. And, you know, this is going to be a good game for Rashid Wright and Co to pick up those short balls, you know, because they're often getting a lot of plays. And, you know, let's just not go for the bombs because you're not going to get time necessarily for a play to develop too much down there. And if you just hit for the one, we know we'll just be running it in a brick wall. So, I think it's variation in the plays, mixing it up a bit, a bit of misdirection, uh, drop them on and short screen passes for ideally eight, ten yards. And that's how we do it. And if we just keep doing that and keep moving the ball down the field again, as um, Stu was saying, that takes their offence out of the game if we've got the ball. It's as easy as that. Yeah. So, Stuart, do you agree? Because I think I think Baker had some good long passes in the last few weeks, but also a couple of overthrows as well. So I mean, David yeah, is saying the, play the odds. Yeah, there was the I think there was a few that were overthrown um, in in the game on Sunday. So I think you know it's shorter passes and and things do seem to suit Baker a little bit better from what I've seen. His um his accuracy isn't so good, but it's it's really down the field. So I'm I'm just hoping that he, he's not injured. Because there was a bit of concern about his thumb on Sunday, so yeah, let's just hope he's in. He's good to go. Hopefully, I mean the overflows. I think are coming. He's, I think he's had the most tipped passes. And I think there is a tendency for him when he sort of has passes tipped, particularly earlier in the game, that he does try and sort of add a bit more air to it. And that's where the outposts come. And again, that equally comes back to the O-line, not doing their job and not, you know, getting the defence down. And I think that's where he becomes vulnerable. 
I think that's a really good point. The interception, though, correct me if I'm wrong, was, wasn't that a third down and... Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a good punt inside the twenty. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it didn't it didn't cost us anything that. I guess the question is if there's three receivers, three three defenders on one of our receivers, someone else should be open. I guess is the knock, isn't it? Yeah, but was he 15 yards downfield? I don't know. But yeah. anyway, as I say, no damage done. It was it was better than a Kamada punt. He would have put it in the end zone. So <laughs> <laughs> he'd have put it out of the stadium. Right, okay. So it's money where your mouth is time, score predictions. Uh, David, it's a hard job to go first, but someone's got to do it. Um, how is this going to stack up, do you think, at the end when the clock ticks down? I'm sort of a bit scared to say, to be honest. Let's <laughs> uh, be charitable and think the defence turns up and does a job and uh, offence sort of hangs around a bit and we get away a 21-14 defeat. But I can't see us winning, but if we can keep it competitive and reasonable, I'd be happy. I think this is one that we marked down as a, probably a loss in the books and we've got three more games straight afterwards. It's, it's better to focus on. Yeah, OK, fair enough. Stuart, do you agree? I, I think they're going to score a little bit more. Um, but if, if, if I think we need to score early so that it doesn't get away from us but I, I do think I think we will lose I think it'll be about 28-17 okay Graham well I've written down here 27-17 so to the Niners uh, and, and that I don't know anytime a predictor is losing we usually win so that's what I'm kind of hanging my hat on here oh, well, <laughs> I, I like that in which case <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think all balance of probabilities I do think we're probably not going to walk away uh, with the win here but I do think there's a chance and for me the chance comes in turnovers so there were a couple of times last week um, against the Texans where two players collided or we were very unlucky not to come away with an interception you know we got one interception I think we could have very easily come away with three possibly four and I think on the any given Sunday philosophy if we if those three or four interceptions do come off then I think that's where we've got our best chance of of actually doing something but it all predicates on us being able to score and I cannot see us having any effectiveness running the ball. So I'm afraid I think Baker's going to have to have that shoulder strapped up in ice after the game because I think it's going to be a busy day. I like what you said, David, about different lengths of passes, different options. That's how we're going to get the variety and spread the field out. I think we lose 21-20. I think we'll actually score more, but we'll end up giving trading field goals for touchdowns. So uh, that, that's how I see it coming down anyway. Um, that's as much as my heart can rule over my head. Uh, <laughs> and so far, in, in, in week 10 of uh, or week 11 uh, of, of the NFL season, which is far too short as it is. So you've heard there how we think it's going to go down. Um, it's a bit depressing, I'm afraid, but if you've got some inspiration and you're willing to put your name in the comments and say you heard it here first, it's a Bucks win and this is the score, then we would be delighted to give you a super YouTube thumbs up on the comments. Other than that, make sure you hit like and subscribe and the bell uh, so that you get notified and you get bragging rights to come and tell us exactly how you were right. David, Stuart, Graham, thank you very much. Thank you guys at home for watching. We will see you next week. And as ever, go Bucks! Go Bucks! Go Bucks. Go Bucks.